This is Every Voice with Terrence McKnight. It's a new podcast from WQXR that interrogates the culture of our classical music scene. And we look at ways to make it beautiful for all of us. In this series, we're looking at representations of blackness in opera. In this episode, we're talking about Mozart's opera, The Abduction from the Seraglio. So far, we've looked at three major operas. These are some of the most performed operas around the world from the 18th and 19th centuries. Operas that are genre-defining. Here's what I've noticed in our interrogation. Mozart's Magic Flute from 1787 portrays an enslaved black man who is punished for nothing. He mindlessly dances and is lustful towards women. Verdi's Otello, 1887. Otello, formerly enslaved, converts to Christianity, becomes a heroic fighter, a warrior, and then he elopes with a Caucasian woman, kills her, then kills himself. And then there's Aida by Verdi from 1871. She's an Ethiopian princess who gets captured and is enslaved in Egypt. She falls in love with her Egyptian captor and follows this man to her death. Again, these aren't obscure operas for composers. This is Mozart and Verdi men who are considered the goats in the art form. And these representations of blackness get performed over and over and over around the world. And they've made their way into other forms of entertainment and into our culture and into our psyche and into artificial intelligence. Can you imagine? In these episodes, we're illuminating these stories. Just trying to make life beautiful for all of us. Many cultures, many voices, one people. Slavery for black people was a harsh reality in the 17th through 19th centuries. It's just a fact. And in all these operas that we've looked at so far, slavery has been the through line. But it's also been the economic, psychological, and social through line in European and American culture for centuries. And it shows up again in Mozart's opera, The Adduction from the Seraglio. Now, when I began this series, I introduced a composer named Sharon Willis, who has written 16 operas that deal with Black life. Dr. Willis is an African-American composer. And in one of her operas, she tells the story of a formerly enslaved child. But unlike the depictions of the enslaved in Mozart and Verdi's operas, Dr. Willis's character grows up to become somebody, to raise a family, someone who is proud of his culture, someone who makes a positive difference in his community. The kind of young man any of us would be proud of, no matter what we look like or where we come from. In her opera, The Herndons, Dr. Willis tells the story of Alonzo Herndon. He's an African-American child who, after emancipation, gets a job starts a business, very successful business, starts a family. Here she is talking to us about Alonzo Herndon. 
Alonzo Franklin Herndon married Adrian McNeil. We're talking about 1892. And of course, Alonzo himself had been a slave, but his master with his father. Through life, he had a hard time. Even though he was fair enough to pass for white, he refused to do that. He honored his black ancestry because his mother was a slave and his mother's sister also bore children for that same man. After slavery, he eventually walks 20 miles to Jonesboro Road, learns the barbering trade, learns to become a millionaire, cutting white people's hair downtown at 66 Peachtree Street. That building still stands today. And then he marries this elegant woman who taught at Atlanta University along with Du Bois. And she's an aspiring thespian, but no one will have a black woman or anyone of color. I don't care how fair she looked. So she passes herself off with Creole or some French name and Dumignon. And she goes to Washington, D.C., and she performs all these Shakespearean characters. But then she is sadly diagnosed with Addison's disease, and no one knows how to treat it. Kennedy had that. President Kennedy had that. And she dies from that. But she gets this news as she is teaching her students. And the doctor comes by. This is in the opera. This is my libretto. The doctor comes by and says, you're not going to live much longer. I've just turned 42 years old. I have a 12-year-old son to raise. I'm just at the beginning of my career. And you're telling me that I have less than six months to live. I'm building this beautiful mansion to live in. And it becomes her death chamber. And so she faces death on the wings of a dove. I shall ascend my spirit. And that's what you hear. I who have just begun to live now must die. But entrusted with the faith of my grandmother Thank you. 
stories, I want them to be inspirational. I want you to see that there's something that's redemptive about it. When we are perceived as buffoons or vixens or mammies, I have no use for that type of perspective when I'm writing. That's Sharon Willis. She's the composer of that music. It comes from her opera, The Herndons. The soprano we heard was Asha Lindsay with Kyle Walker playing piano. This is Every Voice with Terrence McKnight. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about an opera that Mozart composed that spread through Europe like wildfire. And guess who gets burned? I'm Sir Willard White, and I will be Osmine on Every Voice with Terrence McKnight.
Hey, I'm Peter Sellers, and you're listening to Every Voice with the one and only Terrence McKnight. This series is about representations of blackness in opera, and we've seen the through line, slavery. One reason I'm going through this is to point out the ways Europeans enjoyed depicting black people over the centuries. Perhaps it's empowering for some. For me, not so much, not at all. I don't know. These storylines did well at the box office back then, and they still do now. But those black men and women over the past few centuries who did incredible things in spite of being oppressed? Where are their stories? Why aren't we hearing about them? Why aren't their stories popular in the public sphere and in education? Would you be interested in hearing some of those stories about some of those people? I thought you would. What about this man? Amazing dude. Henry Anthony Jeter came to England in 1596. He was the property of Henry Bromley, an English aristocrat. Within four years, he is Bromley's gardener. Within six years, he's self-employed. Within eight years, he owns his own portion of land. He can vote in local elections and can stand in jury. In 1626, Jeter wrote his own will and turned over his property to his children. 1596... That was during the reign of Elizabeth I. She must not have known about that prosperous black family in her realm. In 1601, Elizabeth issued a proclamation in which she declared herself highly discontented to understand the great numbers of Nagars and Blackamoors, which, as she is informed, are crept into this realm, who are fostered and relieved, i.e. fed, here to the great annoyance of her own liege people that want the relief, food, which those people consume. As also for that most of them are infidels, having no understanding of Christ or his gospel. That was during Shakespeare's day. Henry Anthony Jeter didn't make it into any of Shakespeare's plays. I wonder if William Shakespeare knew about that blackamoor. You really do feel that Shakespeare didn't have any black friends. That's okay, Peter. That's director Peter Sellershaw. Jeter is discussed in Onyeka Nubia's book, Black Amours and Tudor England. Or what about this guy, Joseph Emedy? You heard of him? He was a superstar, a violinist, a conductor. He was born in Guinea, West Africa. He lived during Mozart's time. Or Angelo Soliman. He was a guy Mozart knew personally. They belonged to the same Masonic Lodge. Soliman was a thought leader back then. He was a thought leader among the Masons. And he tutored the children of Viennese aristocrats. But then, it all went downhill for him. Because he did what Otello did. He eloped with Miss Daisy. And when Soliman died, What the emperor had done to him? Oh, you're not going to believe it. Unimaginable. Holy Roman Emperor Joseph II, he respected Mozart to a degree. He commissioned Mozart to write an opera. Guess which one? 
the abduction from the seraglio, which has a black man in it. I had my dream. I wanted to be as good as I could be, and I didn't know where I would go. So Willard White as Osmeen, the eunuch, the black man in the abduction from the seraglio. And the Pasha saw me one day and liked my statue, liked what I stood for, liked the fact that I was strong but not challenging to him, but merely to defend myself. And um, fortunately, I was a eunuch. Fortunate for him. It was a situation that I had to give in to in order to fulfill my path in this world. Become a eunuch. That eunuch traveling on the dead-end street is Asmin from Mozart's opera The Abduction from the Seraglio. Asmin showed up in 40 different cities within the first decade of the opera's first performance in 1782. I guess another way of saying it is, Mozart's opera was very popular. So in the next episode of this podcast, we're going to delve deeper into the opera and into Osmin's fate. I like to say, we bring the past into the present and the stage into the streets where we all walk, work, live, and love together. This is Every Voice with Terrence McKnight. Many cultures, many voices, one people. Every Voice with Terrence McKnight was written and produced by Terrence McKnight, David Norville, and Tony Phillips. Our research team includes Ariel Elizabeth Davis, Pranati Diwakar, Ian George and Jazz Ogist. This episode's sound design and engineering is by Alan Gofinski. Our original music is composed by Brother Jeremy Thomas, featuring Dr. Ashley Jackson on harp and Brother Tito Sampa on percussion and vocals. And a huge thanks to Livermore Valley Opera providing us with that concert tape of their performance of Mozart's The Abduction from the Seraglio. Our project manager is Natalia Ramirez, and our executive producer is Tony Phillips. The executive producer for WQXR Podcast is Elizabeth Nanamaker, and Ed Yim is the chief content officer at WQXR. This project is supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts. You can find more information on the web at arts.gov. Thanks to the Met Archives for invaluable research data. If you enjoyed this episode, Please take time to rate it, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I'm Terrence McKnight. I'll see you next time. You're listening to Every Voice with Terrence McKnight.